0: It's time for a Swedish Fika with some Swedish fun facts, with your host, Pixel Pia. Welcome to Swedish Fika, the podcast where I take a closer look at Sweden and Swedes. I will share some habits and traditions that might seem strange, funny, and sometimes even crazy, in the eyes of all non-Swedes. All done with lots of love for my native country and fellow Swedes. Today's episode will be all about Sweden, Swedes and religion. One of the pillars of the US is freedom of religion, and has been from the very birth of the country. But still, religion is something that is very important in many people's lives. And not just when it comes to faith and personal beliefs. One question that surprised me a lot when I first moved here was people asking me, What church do you go to? In Sweden it is very unusual to talk about religion and personal beliefs unless it is with people you are really close to. But that doesn't mean that Swedes are non-religious. It is just something we keep to ourselves. So today, let's do what Swedes so seldom do. Let's talk about religion. And let's start with a quick stroll through Sweden's religious history as a backdrop. Many of you might have heard about our pre Christian Norse religion during the era of the Vikings. This was not an organized religion. It was more of a social conduct and a cultural system using rites and some of those rituals even included sacrifice of animals and sometimes even of people. It was a system of plural God's which all had different responsibilities. And the best known are probably Odin, who was in charge of war and warriors, and Thor, who was in charge of everything that has to do with the sky. These beliefs persisted until the 12th century. Sweden was Christianized in 1164 by the Catholic Church and Sweden was the last of the Scandinavian countries to become Catholics. At the end of the 1500s, Sweden converted from Catholicism to Protestantism, and the Lutheran Church became a state church. Even today, the Lutheran Evangelist Church, called the Church of Sweden, or Svenska Kyrkan, is the largest church with around 55% of all Swedes being members. But that does not in any way reflect if Swedes are religious or not. And to explain that, we need to take a look at the history of the Church of Sweden and of Swedish law. The Swedish church was up until the year 2000 the official state church of Sweden. In 2000 we had the separation... Between state and church. As Sweden became the only country in Scandinavia without the state church. But changes had started before that. Up till 1996, you automatically became a member of the Church of Sweden when you were born. After 1996, you have to make a conscious decision to join the church. After 1996, all the members from before that year also have to make a conscious decision to leave the church. Many did so, but many also stayed, and that explains the high number of 55%. According to a study by the EU from 2010, only 18% of Swedes believe there is a God, and only 3.8% is attending a religious service on a weekly basis. But this doesn't mean that Swedes don't visit church now and then. Close to half of all Swedes baptize their children in the Church of Sweden, and three out of four funerals take place in the church. Several of the Christian holidays are still part of the Swedish official calendar, such as Easter, All Saints Day, And Christmas, and even in the public school system, which are required to be non-confessional, it is common to see celebration around Easter and Christmas. And in almost every school, on December thirteenth, we celebrate the Saint Lucia, or as we call her, Santa Lucia. But more about her in a later episode. So, what does this mean? ...for faith and beliefs. Even though the Church of Sweden is declining, other churches are growing. Other churches and religions are growing. It is difficult to estimate any numbers of religious affiliation... ...since Swedish law forbids any type of registration of people based on their beliefs... But we know that next to the Church of Sweden we have several churches with all, which also which also are within the Protestant group. but they are independent from the Church of Sweden and they have characteristics of evangelic, Pentecostal, Methodist, and Baptist elements. The Swedish Jewish community is estimated to be somewhere between 15,000 and 20,000 people. And remember, in Sweden we have around 10 million people. So this is a very small group. And they are one of Sweden's five official minorities. And Yiddish, their language, is one of Sweden's official minority languages. The Catholic Church also reports increasing membership, and the primary reason for this is immigration, just as with a growing number for Islam, which also is contributed to immigration. And then we have many country-specific churches, like the Eastern Orthodox or the Oriental Orthodox. So let's go back and address my initial statement that us Swedes don't like to talk about religion and beliefs. There are two ways to look at this. One, talking about your per- personal. one, talking about your personal beliefs; and two, talking in a more general discussion about religion and its impact on society, when it comes to the first aspect. Talking about your personal beliefs, this is not something you usually do, unless you are in a setting and an environment that obviously encourages this, such as a church or another religious gathering. As a matter of fact, I still have many friends back in Sweden that I have no idea if they are religious or not, and if they are what they, their beliefs are. It has never been important in my daily interaction with them to know this. And even if I was invited to a christening in the Church of Sweden, that wouldn't tell me that these people were Christians or if they just followed traditions. When we look at talking about religion from a non personal perspective, it is very different. Take a look at a public school, for example. Even though they are non-confessional. They don't stay away from talking about religion. Religious knowledge is part of the curriculum and has a rather extensive syllabus for grade one to nine. I will have a link to the English version of the syllabus in the show notes and in the description. If you are interested in in learning more, it is a large PDF file with the whole curriculum. But the part about religious knowledge starts at page 220. The first sentence within the aim of religious knowledge is, and I quote Teaching in religion should aim at helping the pupils to develop knowledge of religions and other outlooks on life. In their own society and in other parts of the world. And religions that are named are Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, and Buddhism. And then we have other outlooks on life, which can include things like atheism and other beliefs. I remember teaching back in Sweden in grade four, five, and six. How interesting it was to compare different religions' views of life and death as an example. Kids at that age have such an open mind and are willing to compare different ways of thinking, believing and describing the world. Religion can also often be discussed in a more public setting, like in politics for example, which ultimately led... ...to the separation between state and church in Sweden. Before I leave you for today, I guess many of you are thinking, what does she believe? And what church does she go to? And I will answer that the same way I answered my students when they asked me. If I tell you, would it change how you think about me? And if the answer is no, then it really doesn't matter and I will keep it to myself. If the answer is yes, I don't want your opinion about me to be based on my personal beliefs rather than my actions. So I choose to keep it to myself. I hope you enjoyed today's show and that you will help me by sharing this with someone you think would appreciate it, I would be very grateful. Until next time, as we say in Sweden, hey, Dorua. You can keep up with everything from a Swedish Fika on a or on Facebook or Instagram as a Swedish Fika. And you can reach Pixel at pixelpia at a